Welcome back to another episode of Inside Boxing Live. I am Dan Canobio. He is the former WBO 140-pound champion, a real champion, Chris Algieri. Let's get right into it, Chris. Roly Romero, we lead the show with the newest WBA world champion. He, quote-unquote, wins the world title uh, over Ismael Barroso in a ridiculous stoppage, maybe the worst stoppage of all time. Let's talk about the fight first. Um we all know that Roley didn't have the fundamentals that some of his counterparts have. We all know that he has his deficiencies, but I didn't know he was going to look that bad. Dropped by Barroso, who's not known as that much of a puncher, and just looked bad. Was down on the cards before he got the gift uh, stoppage there from, from Tony Weeks. What did you think of Roley uh, in this fight against Barroso? Well, first and foremost, the fight sucked. It was very low energy. There was very few punchers thrown. You're the numbers guy. I'm sure you read the numbers. It, yeah, it was it below was very, 40 around. very low. Very low output fight. Um, both respected each other's power. And I mean, Barroso looked very good. He looked like he was a much more seasoned guy. He looked much more comfortable with what he wanted to do. Um, he's always been a very physically strong guy. And I, and I actually disagree with you. I, he can punch. And he was no I, I, one kind yeah, of had a puncher. Um, and, you know, he's southpaw. He wings big shots. Kind of similar to Roley, except he's a lot cleaner. And uh, Roley looked very nervous all night long. He looked like he was didn't want to get hit by Barroso. He said afterwards that he hits a million times harder than Tank Davis, which obviously that's hyperbole, but still, <laughs> he, he looked very uncomfortable in the ring. He was being out-savvied, out-powered, out-strengthed. Out, it looked like a man versus a boy, honestly. So uh, all in, the fight was not very good. Yeah, he, but he, uh, Roley was exceptionally bad. Yeah, Barroso can punch. Um, yeah. Does he hit harder than Tank? No. I mean, Roley said all the right things after the fight. Um <clears throat> He said it was tough. He's like, listen, I've Rolly said him himself. I've only been in this for 10 years. This guy is 40 years old. He started when he was like, you know, in his what, eight or nine. Like, do the math. Like, he's been around for much longer than me. But when it comes down to it, uh, Rolly is is the champ. He is now the holds one of the major belts at 140 pounds, which is just insane. And obviously, we'll move over to what we saw from uh, the refereeing. It, it, it's like a... A trickle-down effect. Like, Albert Puello, this whole situation all around just shows boxing in a, in a nutshell. Albert Puello tests positive uh, for clomiphene. Is that correct way to say it? Yeah, clomiphene, clomiphene, yeah. The clomiphene. drug, the same drug that uh, Conor Ben was allegedly on um, as well. So he pops for that. Then we got to find a replacement for this uh, title fight that Roley was in, which he should not have been in the first place. They find Ismael Barroso, who's been ranked number one by the WBA for, they said, like three years. And the guy's 40 years old, and we know that he's not. That's in any other ranking, that, that just doesn't fly. So then we get into the ring, and we see, like you just said, Chris, a not a good fight. A visually, not a fun fight to watch, uh, not a fun fight to track. Uh, he's down in the in the first round or the or early part of the fight. Um, Roley, his knockdown, well, in the third round, his knockdown, was a push. Yes. Push. <laughs> Weak steps in, fight over. Roley's a champion. The whole thing just something just stunk and it slapped right in your face. Like if you look at the last volley, the best punches were landed by Barroso. Like it was it was insane. Like he lands a beautiful overhand right that clips Roley on the ear. He rolls around. He had he had hit um Barroso with a left hook. And then he rolls like three punches, goes to throw another one, and Week steps in. It was it was wild. I mean, I, Barroso was literally landing the better punches at the time of the stoppage. It's easy to say worst stoppage you've ever seen. Um, this sport yeah. has been around for over a hundred years. Um, uh, some respected people like Al Bernstein, who's seen a lot of stuff. My father, who's seen a lot of boxing, like legitimately worst stoppage of all time. Like people are saying that. Like. Uh, uh, 
Tony Weeks, what the heck happened there? I'll ask you, Chris. Do you think it was corruption or do you think it was incompetence? I mean, I'll never know and we'll never know. Um, you know, it's easy. It's I mean, with everything that you look at, you lay it out all out. It's like, well, how is it not corruption? The guy who was supposed to win, who wasn't even supposed to be there, is fighting a guy who definitely wasn't supposed to be there and is losing the fight and ends up getting a gift at the end. Uh, you know, all that adds up to being like, well, how do they not, you know, how do you not think the fix is in? But also, I don't know. I'm trying I'm trying to put my uh, myself in 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 the shoes of, of a Tony Weeks or a referee or an official at that standpoint, it's like, do you look at it? Like, cause I know Barroso, you know, we've been kind of joking about it. He, he's, he's listed at 40, but he looks like he's 80. Um, does that play a part? Is does, does Tony Weeks think like, ah, older guy, if he's hurt, maybe I should quote unquote save him, which I think is completely out of, out of control because the guy was winning the fight, but also you got to let the fighter fight. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't know how, it could just be incompetence because Tony Weeks is not that kind of guy. So, but listen, refs have bad days, just like anyone of any, anyone else and anything else. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I know I'm, I'm a pessimistic CA, <laughs> but I, I, I just try to, I try to stay away from the idea of the boxing Illuminati taking over everything and getting everybody in the take and people throwing fights and blah, blah, blah. But it's just, I don't know. This, this, this one, this is a real gut punch for, for boxing fans. It was a gut punch. And, you know, it's like, oh, a lot of times I was like, no one will see it. But you got it's like Dame Lillard, who is a yeah. NBA superstar, uh, watched it. And he tweeted it out to his millions of fans. And it was just like an over-the-top reaction of what the heck did we just watch? Why? What? This is just wrong. Like, this doesn't happen in any other sport. And it's very easy to say um, corruption. I mean, it's a it's an ongoing, long-running joke in the sport. Not really a joke. <laughs> you know, oh, boxing's corrupt. Not a funny joke. At least, right. You know. We hear it all the time it's it, and and you just kind of laugh it off and it's like yeah it's sometimes some things aren't on the up and up uh so it's very easy to go the corruption route just the same things you said with with how Rolly got this shot and the house fighter was supposed to win he jumps in there too but take a look at it from an incompetent uh standpoint um Tony Weeks has been a part of some big time fights over uh, close to 900 bouts Chris um part of some infamous boxing moments he was the referee for uh corrales castillo multiple knockdowns in that fight he allowed that to go on he was the referee versus in battle jack versus marcus brown where battle jack had one of the nastiest cuts you'll ever see and that picture has been circulated forever of tony weeks covered in blood allowed that one to go on but this last one is the one that i think that maybe got into the back of his mind and that's david morell's win over ados yobasanulli last november when yobasanulli fell into the coma um he let that fight go on too long I mean, that maybe that snuck into the back of his mind. I've seen um, uh, angles of it where it looked like Roley landed a shot and it looked like uh, Barroso was slumped down. It is, they are human. Like, we do make mistakes. Like, human error is part of the sport in, in every other sport with umpires and referees. So, that could be, it could just be pure incompetence. Take a look. Another thing is the age of these referees in Las Vegas. I'm not an ageist, but like, don't you think they should be. You know, if there's two young guys in, in the ring, you want some guys that are, are fresh in there. Uh, Tony Weeks, 66. Mike Ortega, 65. Kenny Bellis, 73. Robert Byrd, 80. Russell Mora, 61. Well, listen, uh, I mean, two things. One, I'm, from, I'm in Florida now, right? So there's a lot of really old people with driver's license. They need to be rechecked. So maybe we need to do the same thing with referees. We need to be able to recheck uh, their their aptitude and their cognitive ability because, listen, time, time beats everybody and, and – you know, when you need to make fast paced decisions like boxing, there's nothing faster. There's no game as fast in the world. Maybe, maybe we need to start thinking about as these 
referees and these career officials get older, we need to retest them more often. And I don't even think there's any, t- I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it, what it takes for that. Maybe, maybe that's what's missing. Maybe there's something, there's some kind of oversight that should be there um, aside from whatever repercussions that you would get or kind of uh, oversight or, 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 or punishment you should None. get for messing up like that. So there's no repercussions. That's the problem. There's no repercussions. Uh, Showtime went to go talk to Tony Weeks. They said no. They went to go talk to the commission. They said no. They don't answer to anyone. That, that, that's actually a rule by the commission. You're not, you're not allowed to speak to the the, uh, the, 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 the referee cannot make a public. Well, sometimes uh, they do. They're not supposed to. Well, yeah, it was, it was a Showtime show recently. A ref spoke. Jim Gray grilled him, and he came out not looking great at all. <laughs> Eddie Claudio. Well, that's, what, that's that's why the commissions don't want you to do that. But still, like <laughs> exactly. even that just made it look even more shady. Like you know, props to Showtime for saying like straight up that was a horrible stoppage. Like Al Bernstein said, no. Morrell said that was pathetic. But let's go. Let's go talk to them and ask them their reasoning why. Even that, not that saying that it would make it any right. Um, I would like to hear what Tony Weeks. No one's ever. No one's heard from him. We're on now a week in, and we haven't heard from from Tony Weeks. We haven't heard from a single person from the Nevada Athletic Commission. We haven't heard from the guy that runs it. We haven't heard from anyone. That's the problem here, too, is, like, they can get away with this, and we would just blow it over into the next fight. We're already looking forward to Haney Lomachenko. Uh, we're not even looking back to last week, the Steve Spark fight, did you, um, where they used – they had uh, judge Guadalajara judges. or No, the Guadalajara judges that came in to, to judge the Steve Spark fight. Um, when it was supposed to be neutral guys, <laughs> that happened two weeks ago. That's forgotten about. Now oh, this that fight, was, that was terrible. I felt we felt bad for that kid. We talked about that that night. But did you know that what they did with the judges? They swapped them out. Yes. So that yeah, was last I, week. I heard. I heard that from the inside. Yeah. <laughs> that's last week, and that's not a huge fight, so you don't really hear much about it. We hear we have this this week with this bad stoppage. Nothing. Like who? It's like you're almost yelling into an abyss. Like who do fans go to? Who do the reporters go to? Like who is? regulating these referees you know it, it's like an old boys club like i just went through these guys like it's the same pool of referees every single week why would you even want to become a referee like i'm saying oh we need new young refs what's the incentive to become a referee in boxing what's the incentive to become a judge in boxing you don't get paid a lot like yeah you got maybe a couple trips to vegas per year but it seems like they want to go with their same old guys trotting them out there even at the same time chris jack reese over on espn the fight went too didn't go. Um, he stopped the fight too uh, long. He let it go on too long with uh, Butler and uh, Janabek, literally yeah. at the same time. So I'm flipping back and forth, and I'm watching both these fights, and I'm like, Jack Reese is letting the fight go on too long. <laughs> he's 60 years old, 900 fights refereed. Usually, I like Jack Reese. He's a friend of mine. He, he he's a fight. He's a fighter's fight. He he goes to gyms and he will um he'll referee sparring sessions to get to get reps to get rounds and to stay to stay fresh. I like that. I like. I don't know if he still does that. Um, he was doing that when I was out in California about 10 years ago. Um, he's a good ref. Know, I mean, he's but, a good ref, and he he's a but he, but he's a fighter's ref, like how the, the late great Steve Smolver was. He let guys fight. Um. You know, he and he really believed, like liked and loved uh, fighters, and I think that's part of it. You know, being a referee is 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 a labor of love. Being a judge, and I I, I travel with you know now that I'm a, a, a commentator, I travel on the same flights as a lot yeah. of judges as they're as they're flying in and get to talk to these guys all the time. They're excited. They love fighting. They just love they love the sport. They help. They want to help out any way they can. There a lot of them are former fighters, guys who are in the sport in one way or another. But yeah, you allude to, you know, they're not making a lot of money. And I hate the idea of corruption, but corruption is a real thing. And then how how easy is it to 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 buy someone's uh, you know fealty to you? you know, like I don't know. Yeah, they're not making a lot, and a lot of times the the promoters are the ones that 
pay the commissions or they work with the commission to put them up. It's just it's not it's an un, it's a sport unlike any other. Like in MLB, you graded, and the top umpires move on to the playoffs, and the bad umpires don't get the playoffs, don't get those high assignments. Same thing with the NFL. Like the guys that are refereeing, the guys and the women that are ref- refereeing the Super Bowl and the playoffs, those are the best. In boxing, well, you're, you're getting the again, same you're guys. You're a numbers guy, so yeah, obviously you would think about these things. Baseball's a numbers sport. Boxing's not. You, 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 and your dad are the first people to bring numbers into boxing with any kind of actual, uh, any kind of checks and balances. So you know, it, I think everything, like everything else, boxing is late to the game when it comes to all that stuff. Yeah, you're going to see guys of, like of sports. You're going to see guys like Thomas Taylor. Um, we saw him in the Tank Ryan Garcia fight. Not a Vegas referee, but at least they're bringing in outside referees. Like he's, I think he's probably the best referee right now. Um, and we're going to see a lot more of him. You're going to see a lot more of uh, these New York uh, referees going to Vegas and, and some of these bigger fights. Like you would think Tony Weeks is going to get into some trouble. Like you would think, the, well, not trouble, but just like how about an explanation? Oh, we're probably not going to see him for a while. I would we'll assume see. That he was- he, I don't. Know, I don't think we're going to see him at at Haney, uh, Haney Loma next this weekend. Well, but. I I can't wait to. I'm actually really going to be locked into who's in, who the judges, uh, mm-hmm. who the who's going to be the referee for this fight because they got a big one coming up this week and they can't have these same mistakes happen again. You would think. Like I reached hey, out picking to picking judges was always a big part of my contract negotiations because. I, I listen. I don't think all a lot of judges know exactly what's going on in the ring, and a lot of the things that I do as a boxer, in terms of someone who is a a technician, if you don't know what you're looking at, you don't see all the things I'm doing: the footwork, the feints, the, the the angles, the movement. If you're not really paying attention, and you're only watching landed punches, and that's the only way you score a, a fight, then you're not going to be on my side for a lot of my fights. Again, anyone and listen, anyone who goes back and watches the Ruslan Veronikov fight, I mean, and, and, and has and scores the fight for him. You have no idea what boxing is. If you really watch that fight, there's no chance that guy won that fight. I don't care how much blood was coming out of my face or two knockdowns the first round. It's, and But yet, a judge had him winning wide. So, yeah, yeah. I, that always scared me. So I'm like, I, I got to make sure that whoever's looking at this fight and looking at my fight knows what they're looking at. Yeah. So uh, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of that in the sport. We can't even, uh, you know, we're not even talking about judges now. Judges are off the hot seat for this week where all of our, our yeah, ire week. is on uh, on the well, referees. Well, the judges had it right. Yeah, they had <laughs> they, them up. They had Barusa Barusa winning. Yeah. All of them. It was amazing. Um, before we move on to the next topic, what do you think Roly should go? Do you think he'll give him a rematch? Do you think he, sh- he should give him a rematch? Or do you think he's just like, forget this. I'm moving Absolutely right on to the next one. Absolutely not. Again, right back to the first thing I said, the fight sucked. So it's not a good fight. It's not going to make any money. Uh, it's dangerous. I don't I don't know if Roley beats Barroso if they would fight again. I can't. I, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. This, I feel so bad for Barroso because that was probably his last shot. Not only is he 40, but everyone knows now he's still dangerous. Who's going to risk fighting that guy now? Why? Yeah. Unless you, who, no one has to fight him. He doesn't hold any kind of position. Um, I, feel, I feel really bad for that guy. He could have been a world champion on Saturday night. Absolutely crazy. Um, Roley has already called out Ryan Garcia. He's moving of on. Of course. He should not He should never stop calling out Ryan Garcia. Yeah, that's, that's the fight. The only, he should not fight until he fights Ryan. If it, if it takes a year, he should not fight until he fights Ryan. That's the only way. That's, that's his best shot to make any kind of real money. Because, listen, he loses to the next guy. Yep. Weak champions beget weak champions. It's it's a real shame. He had a weak matchup. 
You know, we got a weak champion and some other weak guy can come in and take that title now and become a, a, another weak champion. It's bad for sport. No, it is. It is. I mean, I was watching the fight on, on, on Saturday and I was like, damn, like I knew Roley wasn't, wasn't on, you know, at the same level as some of these guys, but I didn't know he was, he was that far behind. Um, well, you said on the last show, oh, he's got big power. And I'm thinking, I'm like, mm, I don't know if he's going to have big power 40 and he doesn't, it didn't show. He just doesn't throw combinations, I mean, and he his, yeah. his movements were just seemed. He looked like almost like a video game. Like he was like moving, he was running around. Like it just fights wasn't like a good a watch. Like it was, yeah, fights like a fights like, like a YouTuber. He looks like a lot of the fights on that we see uh, on. Also. It was misfits boxing. Yeah, I, I agree. Let's move on to a real fight this weekend. You'll be out in Las Vegas on the call for uh, ESPN International. Um, it's Devin Haney and Lomachenko. It is here. Um, fight week is here. I know all the money. Is on Haney. He is the favorite. Uh, we've been talking about how he is the favorite. But as we get to fight week, as we get closer, I start thinking about Lomachenko. I start thinking about, man, this guy, does he have one more left in him? Do you think Vasily Lomachenko has one last great performance in him as we are here on fight week? I do think he can. I do think he has it in him. Is it going to be enough? I don't know. Um, I mean... Listen, a big part of me wants it and 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 would love to see that. Um, I've always been a big fan of Lomachenko. I, I uh, I'm also the old man in me wants me wants him to win. But yeah, it's just I don't know. I, I've been picking Haney all throughout. But again, yeah, I, I'm, I'm having I'm having similar feelings that you're having. Like as we get closer and closer, I'm like, hey man, Lomachenko, he's got all the intangibles. He can make this thing happen. Intangibles often win these big close fights. Um, so you never know. I mean, but yeah, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting closer and closer. I mind. I'm I'm at like sixty forty right now, Haney. Yeah, I think it's starting to close a little bit. Um, I think I'm curious to see what the betting line is going to be as we get right now. I just checked right before we recorded this. Lomachenko's plus two hundred. I'll see if it gets any closer and closer as we get closer in the week. We've got to think about um, the weight for Haney. I haven't. I don't see any issues on on that side, but that could be uh, something. Um, When it comes down, we're gonna we're gonna see a lot this week. We're gonna see what it looks like at at the press conference and on the scale. Um, He's been looking very, very big muscular much more so than he's ever looked before uh in in his training camp photos so i'm curious to see how that's going to roll over to yeah. fight week when he has to start whittling down it's a lot of question marks a lot of question marks on haney's side we talked about this like okay you won your belts but it was over 24 rounds uh with cambosos um you did have big moments against linares but you were rocked late uh the gamboa performance was up and down um, you've never faced anyone like Lomachenko. Then you flip over to Lomachenko's side, and there are question marks with the age that we just talked about. Uh, past performances have not looked great. The Jermaine Ortiz fight was uh, a lot closer than a lot of uh, people thought it, it would be. And then it just goes back to the pedigree of Lomachenko and him having one big uh, performance left in him and him wanting to be... It's almost like the icing on his career, so to say. It would be becoming the lightweight, uh, undisputed champion. Because he's done everything before that. I mean, look at his amateur career, gold at the Olympics, uh, every world title in all these different weight classes. The one thing he doesn't have is that undisputed title. Uh, I can't wait for this fight. The, cl- more, the closer we get to it, the more I'm like, I'm really amped up for it. I just don't know if it's going to be like an all-time thriller, though. I never thought it was going to be. Um, unless Lomachenko is able to get on the inside and make this a fight, which is which is the way that he's going to win the fight, he could make it good. And I, I do think that Haney's got a little more dog in him than people will give him credit for. And I think he'll, he's not going to give up his O very easily. So we could have a dog fight in that fight, which again, I think is Lomachenko's best chance of, of winning. Cause if it's fought at a distance, Haney's just too big, too quick, too long, too willing to just win a, a, a boring fight. 
Um, and Loma, the thing that really sticks out in my mind is Loma has been starting later and later mm-hmm. in these fights. He didn't he didn't get off the stool until the sixth round against Teofimo. And you can't really do that in a 12-round fight against these young, hungry, fast-starting kids. Jermaine Ortiz was similar. He started slow, came on really strong late, was dominating late. Um that I don't that's not a good game plan against Haney. You can't get in the hole with him because he just he boxes too well. And his conditioning is very good. Haney has shown fantastic conditioning. Yeah. Thriller, it's not gonna be like some blood and guts type of fight. Um it's gonna but be But it matters. It the matters. Fight matters a no, lot. no, it, yeah, it's so good. much on the line. Like there's so much state so much at stake. Haney wins. He really solidifies himself. He becomes a top 10 guy, like legit. Um, the tank talk will get even bigger. The Stevenson talk will get even bigger. Uh, it matters, 100%. Like, will it be some, like, Gotti Ward type of fight? No, because the biggest punch in this fight is going to Because they're be- not Gotti or Ward. <laughs> yeah. The biggest punch in this fight, it's all going to come down to the jab. Um, Haney has the best jab in the lightweight division. He lands at 25%, uh, which is number one among all uh, lightweights. It's number six in all of boxing. How about this, Chris? Loma only gets hit with 1.8 jabs per round. So it, the, it, the best punch that Haney has is the is his jab, and Loma is very good at avoiding jabs. So if Haney... He's had trouble with Southwest, too. And Haney, yeah, and that fight against Jojo Diaz, Haney land 10 total jabs in 12 rounds. That's why his number plummeted. Um, so Haney's going to try to get that jab going early. He's going to try to dominate with the jab. If he can't dominate with that jab, if he can't land that jab early, and Loma can start fast, find the range, get inside, that's Loma's best chance to, to win. Like you said, you can't like start in the fifth round if you're Loma champ. you got to get... Maybe one round of feeling out, second round, figure out that that jab and get inside. Well, I will say this because the jab is not a, it's not a, a uh, it's not a great scoring weapon versus a southpaw, but it's still a weapon. And right. this is where CompuBox will fall will fail on on. What did you just score. say? Look at that! That CompuBox will fail when it comes to southpaws and jabs because jabbing guys in their shoulder, jabbing their arm, range finding, keeping them at bay, which is what Haney's actually really good at, doesn't get objectively scored by you know. Looking at it like Me, that, if with my if you're keeping tally, yeah. Yes, I'm just being. I'm, no, I, mean, I, I appreciate listen, it. I, I, I've been a sucker to this as well in my fights, where you know I, I, I lost a copy box round because I fought a fighter who fought from a shell position. I punched him in his shoulder and literally almost uh, tat- I tattooed his left shoulder, but I lost on, on, on the on the on the rounds in terms of the, the scoring. Yeah, but you didn't lose though in the round. And then Teddy At- no Teddy Atlas scored the round for him, not not the Teddy Atlas. But we don't matter. score though. Right, but I dominated the round, but Teddy goes, well, Chris only landed this many punches in the round coming off of, oh, of no. what the... Uh, and I was just like, come on, dude. Blame Teddy on Listen, that. I dominated that round, and you gave it to the other guy because he technically out-jabbed me, but mm-hmm. no, because I, I punched the hell out of his arm. But, you know, Haney can use that. He can use his physical size. And with a southpaw, that punch doesn't doesn't pierce the guard like it does when you have two orthodox fighters. So hitting that front hand, hitting that elbow, hitting that shoulder, hitting that hip, you know, all those, all those non-scoring blows... Um, they do add up. They, 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 it goes into not, it's not clean effect of punching, obviously, but it goes into general, uh, ring generalship. It goes into defense. It goes into um, being effective. So you, you got to look at that too. Even though Haney may not land as many punches against his help ball, he still has a, a jab that can be effective. Yeah. It's going to be, that's going to be interesting. That's like, it's like a hardcore fans delight. It's a, has big stakes. Uh, it's a big fight. I mean, Lomachenko's well, a big a ring name. IQ fight. Ring IQ fight. Ring IQ fight. It's going to be awesome in that term, but like, you know, a lot of people I feel like are sleeping on uh, Lomachenko a little bit. And like we said in our preview that's out right now on the Inside Boxing Live YouTube, it's like Lomachenko is such a lightning rod. I have people in my in my mentions right now 
that are like he was overrated. You know, he's so overrated. He's he, he never did anything great. I know it's just one or two people, but I know there's a lot more out, out there that, that think that. Then you have others that say he's like the greatest to ever lace up a pair of gloves. It's yeah. like he came around at the right time. He came around with HBO pushing him, now ESPN pushing him. And, uh, you know, his resume wasn't always the best, but he only could fight, you know, who, who was in front of him. You know, it's, it's going to be a tough battle for, for, for Loma uh, to beat Haney, who I think is like just now really coming into his own. Yeah, it's it, this is a timing fight. You know, if this if this fight happens a little sooner, a little bit later, it's very different than it is right now. But that's what makes it so intriguing. It's a it's it's almost like it's basically a fifty fifty fight because of, of what stage they are at that they're fighting. Well, you went sixty forty. Um, now you're fifty fifty. No, but I mean, like in terms no, of, good. you know, I'm saying that's my personal opinion. But I think honestly, if you're really looking at this, a fifty fifty fight. Um, but I I am leaning towards Haney. Um, because you you know you're gonna have people on both sides, but um, will Haney yeah, be no, up I mean, the entire time in your opinion? Or will, will Haney have to? Will Haney be up on the card? Like, will he be in control the whole time, or will we have to dig deep in later rounds? Uh, I think it's gonna be very similar to a lot of what we've seen from Lomachenko lately, where I think Haney starts out, comes out to an early lead, and is gonna hold on to it to to get a very close decision at the end. I think I think Loma is gonna late charge. I think it's just gonna fall a little bit short again, uh, but I think it's gonna be a very very tight fight in a lot of ways and hard to score kind of fight. Um, yeah, I, I don't foresee Loma being as handcuffed as he was against Tiafimo. Tiafimo was throwing such heat that night. Mm-hmm. Loma was being very cautious because the power was there. is very, very different kind of fighter. Haney doesn't have that power. He, he's got, you know, he's got good hand speed. Um, he's got good foot speed. He's got good length, but he doesn't have the power that Tiafimo has or had, especially that night when he was really, really came out strong. Loma mm-hmm. was handcuffed for a good reason. Um, I think he's going to have he's going to be able to press more, but yeah, I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they match up. I think the 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 the, the physical size and the southpaw is going to be the the two major factors uh, playing into this fight. Loma's still top five in total punches landed, plus minus power punch connect percentage, jabs, uh, defense. A lot of those stats were accumulated early on in his career, and I went back and even looked at his last three fights where we've been criticizing. You know, still landing fifty percent of his power shots, only getting hit with fifteen percent punches against Nakatani, uh, Comey, and Ortiz. Like, guy's still good. Guy, this is gonna I be a great. I watched a Jermaine Ortiz fight the other day, and I was like, "Man, he did a lot better than I remember." Exactly, because like, we're, we're grading like, him on a curve. The second half of the fight, he's awesome. Like it's like it's, he's so damn good. You know, when he when he, when he gets going, oof, yeah. it's some of the most beautiful stuff you're ever gonna see. And he didn't look like he he doesn't look like he's lost a step at all. It's just how he can't fight twelve rounds like that anymore. That's that's he used it. to fight twelve rounds. Yep. Now he now he fights seven. Just, you like, know, and, just and, like Canelo. But I mean, there's seven perfect rounds. Just like Canelo. These guys have had long careers. So, yeah. uh, Last topic uh, before we say goodbye, Katie Taylor is fighting this weekend. Nice little appetizer. Uh, be on in the afternoon in the U.S. First fight in, in uh, Ireland since 2016. Conor McGregor's a part of it. We're expecting a massive, massive crowd. Um, this is why I love women's boxing. And to a, yes, I do. This is why I love women's boxing, Chris. Because this is why I love Katie Taylor. Yes, I was. St- <laughs> let, me, let me start over. Take two. This is why I love Katie Taylor. Yeah. And in turn, it will show why I like the way women's boxing is run. And there are ways, whole holes that you could poke in it. But this is why I love Katie Taylor. She is unbeaten in 22 pro fights, Olympic gold, undisputed champion at 135 pounds. She's taking his homecoming fight in Ireland. She could have taken on someone at 130, coming up to 135. She could have taken on someone at 135, a uh, mandatory. She found a fighter. She's going up in weight. 
140. Wait, on, one second. One, one more caveat. She's supposed to be fighting Amanda Serrano in the rematch, which is the biggest money fight that she could possibly make. And Amanda was not available for this fight. Yes. It was on to go. Go ahead. Sorry. That's why I think that she went and found the next biggest fight, too. It's like, Ari, you want to keep this going, make the next biggest fight. Chantel Cameron, who is the undisputed champion at 140, just beat Jessica McCaskill. Um, there are no tune-ups in women's boxing. Yes, the talent pool is much smaller, but she could have easily taken a, 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 a lesser fight in her homecoming. This is the toughest fight of her career. I think it's a tougher fight than Serrano, Cameron. She's 32 years I, old, and she's bigger. I agree, especially after um, Serrano's last performance against a very, very tough Mexican girl that fought in Madison Square Garden. Blood bath. We're awesome. Awesome yeah, fight. Erica Cruz. But Erica Cruz is no Katie Taylor. Katie Taylor's in front of her that night, and I think she steamrolls Serrano. Um, maybe Serrano just had an off night. Never know. Is what it is. But um, but yeah, no, Katie Taylor stepping up in weight class, fighting the next baddest, biggest lady around. That is gangster. Awesome. Uh, Katie Taylor is a gangster. I, I, I've been a huge fan of Katie for a while. She's my favorite female fighter out there today. Um, from for her, basically based on her style, based on her punch output, based on how she approaches her entire career. I think this was very smart on her team's point. She needs big fights mm -hmm. because she does the same thing to everyone. Whether it's this, this, the, you know, uh, the, the keep busy fight girl that no one's going to really respect or the biggest baddest in the world, she's going to do the same thing. She's going to throw a bunch of punches, uh, you know, be a nonstop, go forward, dominate a million combinations, punches and bunches. Yeah. She's going to be there. She's going to get hit. She's going to hit you back. She's going to break footwork. She's in and out. She does, she does it all. And she, but she's probably going to do it for 10 rounds. And, and she's going to do that with the step-down girl or the step-up girl. So might as well just fight the bigger fight against the, the, the bigger name girl. Um, I think she brings the same amount of energy either way. Katie's just a fighter. So you think Cameron has, you think Cameron hard. can do it though? Like Cameron, I, I'm kind of edging yes. Cameron in this fight. Yeah. Will I, she get a decision I, I, in Ireland I'm, I'm, though? I'm very worried for this fight because I think Cameron is a very, very, very tough. And the size, size matters. And she's also very, her momentum is, is, is very high as well. And uh, yeah, a lot of tough fights for Katie, man. That adds up, even for even for the ladies. A lot adds of tough up. fights. So very, very risky, risky fight for Katie Taylor. But at the end of the day, Katie loses. She goes back down to 35. She fights around her next fight anyway. Uh, I think that, that was probably Does anybody another, care? Does yeah. anybody care? No, it's the biggest fight to be made. That was probably another reasoning into why they chose to go up to 140 and not have her 135 belts on the line. So smart all around. I can't wait for it. It's going to be an awesome scene. Like props. She's an absolute hero in Ireland. Um, I haven't made my official pick yet, but I think the only way Cameron can win is, is by a stoppage. You'll be shocked. Anything close. I mean, come on. I mean, Katie Taylor in Ireland. Um, she's 35 years old. Like you said, a lot of big fights. Awesome fights. It's going to be a great weekend of fights all around. Um, Chris, you'll be out in Vegas. You ready to go back to Vegas? I feel like we were just there. Yeah, man. This is uh, uh, now that I've been working as a commentator. And I'm I'm in Vegas seven eight times a year. It's not really. It's I don't ever go too far without going out to Vegas, which is funny because I don't like the place that much. Sorry, Vegas. But <laughs> I don't uh, really like it either. I don't really like Vegas. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. I'm a, I'm at Pro Box right now. We're, we got fights Wednesday night, and then I'm jumping on a flight Thursday morning out to out to Vegas. So love it. Boxing doesn't sleep, and neither do I. Neither do neither is Inside Boxing Live. Keep it locked to all of our pages. We're gonna have great coverage of Haney Lomachenko. Chris will have some stuff for us. Uh, Katie Taylor fight on Saturday. We'll be back next week to break it all down for you. As always, keep your hands up at all times. Protect yourselves at all times. Stay out of Chris's DMs. Goodbye.